Over the last couple of years, I've come to learn that there is a belief among certain Christians that the Jews do not need Jesus to be saved, that Jesus is a savior for the Gentiles only. But is this true? I'll expose this belief on today's episode of the Glow and Coals podcast. Hello, I'm James, and welcome to the Glowing Coals podcast. Ask a Christian who the Jews are in the eyes of God, and they will most likely say that they are God's chosen people. And they would not be wrong, for the Bible does say in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. So as you can see, God chose unto himself a people. But for what purpose? Let's continue in verse 7. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any of the peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. God promised Abraham long ago that he would bless him and make him a great nation. And in time, God gave to the nation his laws through Moses and said to Israel that if they kept his laws and ordinances, he would continue to bless them, multiply them, and keep them safe from their enemies. But if Israel failed to keep his laws and sin like the nations around them, he would remove his blessing and punish them even to the point of removing them from the very land he gave them to possess. And even before Israel entered the land of Canaan to become that great nation, Moses said to them in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 6-7, through 7, Know then, it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God has given you this good land to possess, for you are a stubborn people. Remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that you left the land of Egypt until you arrived at this place, you have been rebellious against the Lord. God created Israel to be an example for the rest of the world on how to live righteously. They were to show the rest of mankind how to love God with all their heart, soul, and strength. But God chose Israel for a greater purpose, and that was to bring glory to himself. It was through Israel that God would send the Messiah to save us from our sins. Over 2,000 years ago, God sent his son, Christ Jesus, into the world to save his chosen people from their sins. Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah promised by God, but he was rejected by the very people he came to save. According to the book of John, chapter 1, verses 11 through 13, the apostle John says, He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Let's look back in the Old Testament and see what Isaiah had to say in chapter 53 in verses 1 through 5. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of parched ground, 
he has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. So as you can see, the rejection of Jesus as the Messiah became the way of salvation to eternal life to all those that believe, that Jesus came from God to pay the penalty for their sins. But for whose sins? Well, according to John chapter 3, verse 16, the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But as I said earlier in John chapter 1, verses 11 through 13, he came to his own, and his own received him not. And who is his own? The Jewish people. And who did not receive or believe in him? The Jewish people. But those that did receive forgiveness of sins were granted eternal life. For Jesus said this about himself to Martha in John chapter 11, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. So based on what we have discussed so far, the Jewish people need their sins forgiven by Jesus to receive eternal life. But for the most part, most religious Jews still do not accept Jesus as their Messiah. They're still waiting for the Messiah but not for the reasons you may think. The religious Jews today don't believe their awaited Messiah will need to atone for their sins. They're only looking for their Messiah to reign as a righteous king to unite all the people of the world, regardless of race, culture, or religion. But that is not how they thought 2,000 years ago, according to the New Testament. You see, when John the Baptist came onto the scene, he warned his Jewish brethren not to trust their lineage to make them right with God. The Jewish people believed that only they were worthy to receive God's blessings, not the Gentiles. But careful reading of the Old Testament says otherwise. And what did Jesus say to his own people if they did not accept him as their Messiah? Well, Jesus says in John chapter 8, verses 21 through 24, Then he said again to them, I go away, and you will seek me, and will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews were saying, Surely he will not kill himself, will he? Since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come. And he was saying to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Therefore I said to you, That you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, You will die in your sins. So far, we've established that all people, including the Jews, must accept Jesus as the Messiah, sent from God to take away the sins of the world to have eternal life. We've also discussed how the religious Jews today are not even seeking nor believe they even need forgiveness for their sins apart from trying to keep the law. So then, who are these people that claim that the Jewish people don't need to believe in Jesus to be saved? 
Well, believe it or not, this theology is held not only by Christian organizations, but by religious Jews and Jewish believers in Christ. And what is the theology called? Dual Covenant Theology. According to an article from JewishVoice.org, a Christian organization that exists to see all Israel saved, titled, Jewish People Do Not Need Jesus for Salvation, says that this theology was developed after the Holocaust when Christians thought the Jews had suffered enough. Let's read this together. And by the way, the links to these articles are provided in the show notes. Dual covenant theology teaches that Jewish people have a separate path to God through the Mosaic and Abrahamic covenants. This too was false. The doctrine developed after the Holocaust when Christians thought the Jews had suffered enough and needed to be accepted and affirmed. Although well-meaning, this is a very dangerous lie. Here are the important words of Jonathan Burness on this lie. As I was growing up, whenever someone tried to share the gospel with me, my first response was always, I'm Jewish. And then I always received an apology. By apologizing for sharing the gospel with me, what these well-meaning, born-again, evangelical Christians were doing was reinforcing the lie that Jesus is not for the Jews. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 is clear that the gospel is not only to the Jew, but to the Jew first. Paul cried out in Romans chapter 9, verses 1-4 through 4, that he would give up his own salvation for the sake of his brethren, the Jews. Jesus said himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The declaration in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved, makes it clear that salvation is through Yeshua only, for all, Jew and Gentile alike. Messianic Judaism, or the use of the term Jewish Christianity, is not the lie here. The lie is that Jewish people have a different way apart from faith in Yeshua. Jews who believe in Jesus remain Jews, always and forever. But the Bible presents that there is no other way to reach the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but through his anointed Messiah, Yeshua. According to another article in the Orlando Sentinel, titled, Christian Scholars Say Jews Can Be Saved Without Jesus, it explains the reasoning behind the dual covenant theology. Let's read a portion of the article together. For centuries, Christians taught that God's covenant with the Jewish people had been replaced by a new covenant with the church, that is, with all who believe Jesus is the Son of God, Savior, and Lord. Such an idea of one covenant superseding the other has faded from Catholic and mainline Protestant teachings as Christians since the Holocaust has striven to argue that God has not abandoned the Jews. The September 5th statement unfolds that shifts potentially vast implications for Christian teachings on salvation. In applauding the statement, two Jewish respondents focused on one of the ten points— Christians should not target Jews for conversion. Renouncing conversion efforts is absolutely critical to the Jewish stance. In talks with Christians, said Rabbi Ruth Langer of Boston College, it is virtually impossible to dialogue with somebody who seeks to annihilate who you are. Again, in another article from the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry titled, Moses for You, Jesus for Me? 
Tom Simcox, a Jewish Christian, offers his defense that the Jews need Jesus. Most Christians would agree that the Apostle Paul was a man on a mission. In Acts chapter 20, verses 20 through 21, he said, I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. No matter whom he met, he proclaimed the same message, repentance and faith in Jesus, the Messiah of Israel. Today, however, some of the same people who praise Paul's teaching reject this scriptural truth in favor of a new message. Jewish people do not need to understand, embrace, or profess faith in Jesus because Jesus is only for Gentiles. This is a rather new heresy to confront the church. It is often identified as dual covenant. It maintains that Jewish people should only keep the laws and traditions of Judaism to be assured of a place in heaven. Dual covenant can best be defined as the belief that the New Testament or covenant applies to Gentiles only. Thus, Jesus Christ is not the Savior of the Jewish people who should relate to God through the Old Testament covenant of the Mosaic law. Christian preacher David R. Reagan says of this unbiblical position that some Bible-believing Christian churches are accepting. The scriptures speak clearly to the fact that all people, including the Jews, need a Savior, and that Jesus of Nazareth is that Savior, the one and only. Yet, this is gross apostasy, is beginning to spread within the evangelical community. I'll scroll down a little bit here. Since there was only one way to God in the Old Testament, why would there be a dual covenant? or two ways to God in the church age. Paul had much to say about the law during his ministry. He taught that the gospel, the good news about Messiah, was first given to the nation of Israel. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul said, It, the gospel, is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, the Gentile. He also made it clear that the law could not save or deliver anyone from sin, and that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Yet it was to the church in Galatia that he wrote his strongest defense of his gospel message. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Thus, there was no dual covenant for Paul, who was himself Jewish, taught in the synagogues, and condemned anyone who preached salvation through any means other than faith in Jesus Christ. He also taught the church of Galatia that the law was added because of transgressions till the seed, Messiah, should come. Ultimately, the law was to be our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. In fact, Paul told the Galatians, if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Consequently, if a Christian preaches salvation for anyone through any other means, he is preaching heresy. Down through the history, man has always sought his own way. 
The author of Proverbs captured this human flaw when he was inspired to write, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Jesus confirmed the same concept in the Gospel of Matthew. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Man always has a choice. Follow God's plan, accept God's way, and live. Or follow your own plan and suffer the consequences. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Preaching any other message would make Jesus a liar. Christians are required to make Christ known to all they meet. We answer questions and declare the life-changing truth of the gospel message, but we cannot, nor should we try, to force anyone to believe. All individuals must decide for themselves. As believers in Jesus, we must be faithful to the message. That's what Paul said he did in his ministry as he declared repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So there you have it. The scriptures bear witness that this dual covenant is a lie, all in the name of protecting the Jewish people from another so-called Christian holocaust. But the real holocaust is spiritual separation from God for eternity. The Jews and Gentiles are all part of the same olive tree, and the root is Jesus. In Romans chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, Paul says, I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ, for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons, and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service of the promises, whose are the fathers and from whom the Christ, according to the flesh, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants. But through Isaac, your descendants will be named. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are children of God, but the children of the promise are regarded as descendants. And to all who put their faith in Jesus, whether Jew or Greek, are the children of that promise. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God willing, God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Please tell others about this podcast by rating us and leaving a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other platforms. If you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And don't forget to click the bell for future notifications.